And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker. Here with Access Twins writer, owner, founder, Brandon Warren, after another Twins loss. Before we get going, I want to tell you about Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll tre- treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Get $50 off $500. Use code Locked On at checkout. Brandon. We've seen some stretches from this offense in recent years. 2020, especially, I think, of the COVID season. Some stretches where it's just not happening. I don't I don't remember the last time we've seen even a two-game stretch like this where there's just nothing. Absolutely listless. And I don't know. I mean, what's the opposite of knowing what pitches are coming and them banging the, the drum or the trash can for you? Whatever the opposite of that is is what the Minnesota Twins are doing right now. And I understand the frustration. Also, too, tell me I'm wrong. Four and eight versus five and seven. That feels like such a significant difference. You have hope at five and seven. At four and eight, the sky is falling. And at the same time, that's just one game separate. But I don't know. It's like when a a count is at 1-1 and the pitcher gets a pitcher's pitch and it goes from 1-2 and you expect 2-1. That swing just, it doesn't, it shouldn't mean as much as it does, but it means a lot. That's where I'm at right now with this Twins team is four and eight, man. It's it's not good, and it's got to get better soon or else people are going to start jumping off the bandwagon left and right if they aren't already. What's the problem, Brandon, offensively? What are you seeing? Is it quality of that bat? Is it a mix of a lot of things? What do you think it is for this offense right now? I don't. It feels like execution in the sense that – the the thing that stood out to me – was Jorge Polanco striking out at a pitch at his neck yesterday. And that's just bled into today where it just seems like when they get into hitting counts, they're chasing. When they're in pitchers counts, they're at the whims of guys who are throwing hard. I mean, Lynch was good, but I didn't think he was a world beater. No. And when they'd have count leverage, they still just were not finishing off plate appearances. Um, You know, again, the lineup was built – the way you would build it against a lefty and it didn't work. And, you know, so suddenly people are like, oh, Rocco's got to go. He's hitting Kyle Garlic cleanup. I mean, all this stuff makes sense. It's just there's no execution whatsoever from these hitters. And top to bottom, one through nine, you can point to every single guy that was in the lineup tonight not executing. Trevor Leonard had a hard hit ball to left field. You know, even when they hit the ball hard, it felt like they were getting caught. But I don't want to give this offense any any – let off the hook. They're not let off the hook at all is what I'm trying to say in my mind. Just not putting it together. How do you fix this, Brandon? Is there something that needs to be done with this lineup and adjustment? I don't know what you do. I don't know who you can infuse. We talked about it last night. Is there any way to fix this in the short term? Not really because any lineup shuffling that you would do wouldn't make any sense at this point. I mean, you're not bringing Miguel Sano up in the order. Ryan Jeffers. Trevor Larnick even, I mean, he's hitting the ball hard, but you're not going to hit him fourth. Maybe you would, but still, that's not going to change much. You need Carlos Correa to get going. Jorge Polanco has been okay. Um, Beyond that, I mean, you need your studs to get going, whether that's a healthy Byron Buxton, which it sounds like he did some training off-site at at, whatever they call Arrowhead now. I'm not sure what they call it now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I heard he did some off-site training 
where it was uh, climate controlled. So oh, nice. whatever, getting him back is going to be a big part of it and then getting Korea going. And I think guys will follow suit, but right now it's just, you almost could take lineups and draw them like straws and throw it out there and it, it would feel the same. Difficulty of games in this series, just from pitching matchups, you know, it doesn't always work this way. felt like it was increasing. You had Carlos Hernandez last night. Daniel Lynch, who you mentioned wasn't great tonight, but a rookie who is highly looked at, right? Keith Law picked him, we mentioned, as as his breakout candidate for this year, one of his breakout candidates. And then tomorrow, Zach Greinke, who you feel like is going to give the Royals a chance to win. So Joe Ryan, Zach Greinke tomorrow. Brandon, I think a sweep is possible. Of course it is going into tomorrow. And that is so far from the desired outcome here, even losing two out of three sucks. But last year, this team would have been swept, I think, at this point. What does that look like for tomorrow? Yeah. It's probably going to be a 10-2 Twins win after we're dogging them like this. But, <laughs> you know, uh, Max Kepler will come out, go three for four with a couple doubles and a home run, and they'll come home riding high to face the White Sox. Um I don't know, because with Granky, it's so hard to say because he's so smart. And yet at the same time, it's like the law of declining returns in terms of his velocity and stuff. He just does not have what he had even two or three years ago. So if you can be patient, you could probably have a chance. But the, the deeper you go with a cerebral smart pitcher like Granky, I think in some ways that can hurt you because they have more ways to outfox you too. So Honestly, I'm looking at tomorrow and getaway day as leave it all out there because honestly, you have no way that you could make yourself look worse than you did tonight or last night. So balls to the wall, figure it out and come home and lick your wounds. Built bars are delicious. Built bars are healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they always find that balance between health and taste. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. They're going to get you set up. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Looking at the American League Central, 4-8 does suck. The optimist in me is always looking, and I know for Twins fans, I think they, they want to hear anything maybe that will get them off the ledge at this point. The Sox are 6-5, and five, Cleveland 6-5, and five, the Royals are 5-5, five and five, Detroit's 4-7, and seven, and the Twins are 4-8. and eight. So they're two and a half games out from the Sox and, and Cleveland there. You look at it that way, it's two and a half games in April, but four and eight feels a whole lot worse than that. But looking at the standings, nobody's really shining in the Central in the first 10, 11 games here. Right, and with a good showing this weekend, I mean, the Twins could be right next to the White Sox for all we know. And you look at what happened to the White Sox today, absolutely pasted by the Guardians in that first game. I didn't catch the score on the second one because they played they two. Yep, two to one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they went from getting pasted to losing a, a nail-biter. And besides that, I don't know if you caught a look, but and I shared this with a friend on Twitter, I took a snap of the um, the ESPN display of the defensive alignment for the White Sox in that second game. And let me tell you, uh, not that impressive. That they, had the, they had the second-teamers out there. They had yeah. a, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like a preseason NFL game in the yeah. third quarter. Larry Garcia hit third. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And well, Josh Harrison too was in there, yeah, and I think he got yeah, hurt. So, yeah. yeah, this is not an insurmountable White Sox team. I mean, they are going to have Eloy in there and Robert and Abreu and all those guys, but it's not stacked in a way where the Twins can't compete. But it seems funny to talk about that when the Twins are four and eight, like they're some division contender. This is not the White Sox of last year, though. They have a chance, but you got to turn it on at some point. And I know it's early. But you got to see something, man. And you just didn't see anything tonight outside of Chris Paddock. 
Glad you said Chris Paddock's name. 35% called strike whiff rate, 10 whiffs on 71 pitches tonight. Hit 96, averaging 94. That Chris Paddock pitched well. Five innings, two earned, got some <laughs> trouble in the first again. And as soon as they scored that run on the double play, I was like, uh-oh. In, in a way, it felt like that game was over. But Chris Paddock, nice bounce back start here after that Dodger start at Target Field. Yeah, and I mean the Dodgers start was, first of all, the Dodgers, who are good. And, and it was his first start as a twin. And I don't know how much it matters coming over at the end of spring training if there's any kind of itch issues with acclimating. But whatever those might have been looked pretty well smoothed out this time around. And again, pitch counts are going to ramp up. I think we've only seen three guys in MLB with 100-plus pitches in any given start this season. So they'll start ramping up more, and I think we'll have a chance to see guys like Paddock and you know lengthen out, use less of this bullpen, which has been pretty volatile to this point. I mean, some of the guys that we have not had much trust in here look pretty good tonight. Cody Stashek, Caleb Fieldbar. You know, so... There are some signs that this is coming around. I think it began and in some respects ended with Chris Paddock tonight looking pretty dang solid. If uh, if they go from six to five as a rotation when Sonny Gray comes back and the roster shortens up, I think you got to feel pretty good about Chris Paddock taking one of those five spots with uh, without much doubt. Another starter gives him a chance to win. Talk about quality of at-bats before we finish here, Brandon, because we saw in that Red Sox series, it was almost a – a very stark difference between some of their games. Some of their games, it felt like they were taking great at-bats and, and they were drawing walks and they were getting into deep counts and, and other games in that series, not so much. What do you think of the quality at -bats re of at-bats recently for the Twins? Roy Smalley's talking about it. He's not sure if that's the problem. Yeah, I, I heard him say that. And I, I did actually write the game notes for this series and the Twins uh, for Bally. So for the Twins... They're actually seeing fewer first pitch strikes than all but one team in MLB. And that's, wow. I think, the Diamondbacks. So I think what he's saying is probably indicative of, a, of something that's at least a half truth because they're getting ahead in counts. But what does that mean when you're swinging at front or back leg sliders and, and fastballs that are high? And I thought the strike zone tonight was a little spotty too. Yeah. But, you know, you can't blame that on... You know, it, the, the same umpire is back there no matter who's hitting either team. So you got to know the strike zone and all that. I just, I think it's an execution thing. They're getting into good spots and then not executing. It's a small sample size in the sense that it's only two games, but that doesn't mean that you should, you should be able to tell fans to not be frustrated. I, I watched the same game they watched, though. I understand the Twins go eight and four in their next 12, be back to five for all we know in a, a week or so. But it just, it's not there execution wise. It, and I think at some point, a couple guys will start clicking and hopefully it'll be like a snowball, um, which we've seen plenty of those here in April uh, in Minnesota. Um, I'm hoping it, it comes soon, but right now it's a good process. The execution just isn't there. So Roy Smalley's onto something. Both teams have the same weather, they have the same umps. Just not seeing the same results. Well, it's so not the Metrodome with the uh, the air conditioning turned off and on. <laughs> right, so. Yes, I love that. Opening the doors <laughs> at the dome. There's yep. some stories from uh, from way back in, in yep. your, your heyday there. At yeah. The Brandon, thank you kid. so much. Twins lose 2 nothing at the K. They're down 2 nothing in this series. Afternoon game tomorrow, I believe first pitch is 110. Joe Ryan, Zach Grenke. Brandon and I will be back. Like and subscribe on the channel, Lockdown Sports Minnesota. And join us then. Thanks to everyone who's been supporting. I know we've had a good time doing it, and we will be back tomorrow afternoon. Thanks, Brandon. Be good.